It's time for us to talk money, talk finance. Amachankura. Joined as always by our resident certified financial planner Paul Rulofsa to talk about how to take advantage of some tax breaks while you can. Paul, a very good morning to you. As always, good to have you on the show. Hi, Gugu. Yes, and it's that kind of uh, that time of year already. Can you believe it? I mean, the tax surrenders around the corner. It, it ends on the 29th this year because mm-hmm. we've we've got a leap year. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've got a little bit of time now during the course of this month to get our opportunities uh, found out and and obviously take advantage of them. Um, and the first starting point I would recommend is that go go back to your pensions, um, have a look at your retirement annuities. And see what your percentage contribution is for your towards your salary or your your income, um, because you're allowed to deduct up to twenty seven and a half percent against a retirement annuity and get a nice refund if you get that in place before the end of the year. Uh, I said the tax year that is, and um, that that's a pretty neat investment because if you've got a few rands, um, you know, that you'd like to invest, and you put it into a lump sum retirement annuity or towards your pension or provident fund, um, you can get a deduction, an extra deduction when it comes to taxes, tax returns at the end of uh, you know, the season. And so uh, if you're saying, and, and how do you go about then getting that 27.5%? Well, you you go you know if you say for example you've you've worked it out you earn a hundred thousand rand and mm-hmm. you've c- contributed twenty thousand rand in the in the tax year for uh, pension pension funding it could be a retirement annuity or or a pension or provident fund that gives you another seven and a half percent and what you can do mainly is is take that lump sum work out that seven and a half thousand rand and you can go to your retirement annuity in particular and just put what we call an ad hoc amount into it. So it's seen as a contribution in this tax year and gets added to the 20,000 that you've already set aside because you can go 27.5%. That, that's a pretty good thing. And here's how it works. Um, for every one rand you put towards a retirement fund, you get your marginal rate back in terms of a refund. So if your marginal rate is, say, 40%, and you put one rand into your retirement funding, you effectively get 40 cents back. So that makes it a 60 cents investment for one rand. And uh, I think that's a that's a pretty good value proposition for anyone that could leave their money away for retirement in, into the future. Mm. And then one of the other ways you can uh, take advantage of some tax breaks is with your tax-free savings account. Um, and, uh, and tell us a little bit about that. Well, that, that's certainly a no-brainer. I mean, everyone is allowed, even children are allowed to set aside up to 36,000 rand every single tax year into a tax-free savings account. And what's so useful about that is that all the returns inside the tax-free savings account are exempt from tax. So even if you put it into a money market fund, the interest we know is is added to our normal tax return. In a tax-free savings account, it's tax-free. Um, and that is pretty useful for the future compounding on that particular investment. You can, in a lifetime, you can put up to 500,000 Rand into a, a tax-free savings account. And even if you can't find the 36,000, you know, 
some money towards the tax-free savings account is certainly going to do a lot better than other pockets, like a unit trust or an endowment, because all those other vehicles are actually taxed. So tax-free savings accounts is a must for everyone. And I think that you should also do some sums around that in terms of your capacity up to 36,000 Rand every year. And you can top up the amount before the end of February, provided that you aren't at, is it that provided you aren't at the 36,000 already? Yeah, that, that is it. The ceiling is 30, 36,000 a year. So work out how much you've contributed over the year. Mm-hmm. And they're very easy. I mean, they're very available. Your banking app can actually even, you know, take take a tax-free savings account investment. Um, you don't have to go through advisors and, and, and people like that. Obviously, if you don't have the, the, the know-how and you need some financial advice, get hold of someone. But they are they are pretty useful. Um, and I say, um, remember too, that they're, they're not uh, like a money market account, which is ready there for you to extract money. Um, you know, whenever you need it, something unforeseen like an emergency fund. Um, it's a, it is a, a longer term savings plan, but it is a, a available to you in emergencies if you really need to. But be aware that whatever you take out comes out of the fund. You can't put it back in and, and, and catch up on that capacity any longer. Uh, the receiver is not going to allow you an additional 36000 or 500000 in your lifetime. That's the limit. So whatever you take out gets taken off that limit as well. There's also an opportunity to uh, get a tax break uh, with regards if you are selling any investments um, this year, if you're disposing of, uh, disposing of any uh, investments. Yeah, good question too. Because here, here's the thing. If, if you've got, say, um, uh, an amount that you're anticipating taking out this particular month, um, and it might be a sizable amount, remember that every... Um, withdrawal or any disposal of of capital gain, um, your taxpayers, our taxpayers get 40,000 off the gain. So here I'm thinking that if it's a sizable lump sum, which is in excess of, say, 40,000, rather stage it, take an amount out in February and get that 40,000 off. And then very quickly into March, into the new tax year, take the remainder of that particular investment and get an additional 40,000 off that too. Instead of doing it all in this particular month, you'll only get 40,000 if you do it over a two-month period because we're over the bridge of the new tax year. Um, you can get that 40,000 off the additional amount if you if you do it in two lump sums. So I'm thinking if, if you really want to get it right um, and enjoy an 80,000 rand deduction off your capital gain, if it is that sizable, rather stage it between February and March. And that way around, you could actually bring down the capital gains tax that's payable. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you can also get a bit of a tax break if you make a, a donation. Yeah, very much so. And donations tax is a, is applied to all of us. Okay, now if you are thinking about giving the children or friends or some some charity or, or whatever it might be, you, you want to give them some money. Remember, we've also got a hundred thousand rand that comes off before we pay the donations tax that that's that's due. And again, just like the capital gains tax story, I'm thinking if it is a sizable amount, um, over 200,000 rand, say, um, you can then give half of it away this this year in this particular month. Take the 100,000 rand off, which leaves very little behind, or if there is more behind, donate the second amount in in March as well. And that way around, we can apply two. 100,000 rand towards the donation. So bear in mind, donations tax is a real thing. 
You can't just give things away. Um, you can across spouses. There's, there's no consequence there. But uh, when it comes to children and uh, you know, friends and family, um, if you are thinking about giving away some sizable amount, um, staging it over February and March could be a very good, useful thing too in terms of, of limiting or mitigating against any donations tax. Mm. A question that's come through on 0727021702. Uh, Renz asks, Paul, if I want to pay 36,000 Rand uh, to kids for tax-free, I think for the tax-free savings, am I limited to one child only or all three? No, all three children. You can open up a tax-free savings account for all three children. Provided they've got an ID number and they are South African, no problem at all. Uh, and that's quite a useful thing too, Rent, because I think if you keep on with that, what a wonderful um, compounding effect they're going to have over time. Mm-hmm. And when they come to take out their investment for whatever they're going to use it for, no capital gains tax is applied to it either. So you get the super, super compounding story plus that's no exemption from capital gains. And I think, yes, to your question, you can open up one for each one of your children, no problem at all. And so uh, if your children are minors, um, would you then need to leave uh, the account until they're old enough to then, I guess, transact on it or uh, withdraw the money? Or if you, for instance, for whatever reason, as the parent, as the guardian that opened the tax-free savings account, could you transact on that account on their behalf? while they're still under the age of 18? Yes, you can. Um, But remember, opening it up in their name, once once they reach majority, they've got full control of it. Mm -hmm. But you can, on their behalf, work with them as they are minors. So open it up in their name with their ID numbers. It is their allocation, and they one day too can actually enjoy full control of it once they have got that majority capacity. And it can be then, so in Renz's case, for each child, which then means each child would then have the limit of uh, 36,000 rand per annum. 36,000. That's correct, yes. Mm -hmm. Are there any other, I guess, tax breaks we should be aware of, particularly as we're about to get into the end, well, the, 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 the end of the tax season or the beginning of the tax season? Well, again, you know, these are the sort of main main stories. Um, you know, if you it depends on on your sources of income. Obviously, there are some people that earn their own money, um, and you know, they're not employed, and because they are in certain you know, fields, there are certain deductions that they may consider. But that only comes up at the tax return itself. You know, in terms of um, if I work from home, perhaps I can take some money off uh, the tax bill. Um, you know, against deductions of the cost of running my business from home. Um, all those other things come of features once we do the tax return itself. But uh, be, just be mindful of the, the, the ordinary ones we've spoken about. Um, they are obvious and they are very, very useful for us, but they have to take place before February to qualify for the deduction because when we do our assessments, we're going to have to say this is – what we spent or saved up to the date of the deadline of the tax year, which is the 29th of February. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a very difficult one for employees because employees are very, you know, strangled. It's, if, you know, the car allowances and all those other allowances that we used to get are probably are very limited, um, you know, and they all rely on logbooks and things. So back to your question, it's, it's a very difficult one to sort of give advice on right now. It's, it's different strokes for different people. 
But uh, these ones that we've spoken about are very obvious, and those are probably the only ones that are really left in our control up to this point in time before the end of February. A final question that's come through on WhatsApp from Pat in Midrand. Pat says, hi, Gogs, great show. Does my monthly allowance to my kids and my spouse qualify as donations? I don't think it would, but Paul? No, not at all. Um, donations don't don't qualify. They are exempt between spouses. Um, just a very quick one on that. It's, it's very, very similar to, it actually takes place um, as a kind of living estate tax. When we die one day, we also pay the same rate of tax as we do with donations. So if effectively what SARS or the, the tax authorities do, they say, well, look, you can at uh, death, you can actually... Um, donate everything across to each other as a spouse and you won't pay any estate duty in that event. And uh, donations tax works the same way. Um, I can donate across to my wife and, and vice versa. There's no don- donations tax applicable there. With children, it becomes a very difficult thing. It's only if the children are dependent on you, you know, whilst they're still young and they're still living with you, there won't be a donations um, consideration. However, just remember that uh, it's all within reason. You know, you can't then suddenly say, well, I'm going to offload my estate and give my five-year-old seven million rand house and a car. You know, that that might be a bit tricky. But uh, within reason, children certainly are exempt from tax. And in this particular case, if you open up a a savings account for your child, it's not going to be a problem at all. Uh, Just as long as it's not seen as some kind of tax avoidance, which SARS might put a flag upon. Paul, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Google. Great chatting to you. That is our resident certified financial planner, Paul Rulofsa.